I sincerely hope that that hickey turns into a blood clot and kills the bitch. It was not... Sub- it, it was not a sexual gonna, experience. It doesn't matter. All. It doesn't matter. Yeah, to you it wasn't. I bet you to her it was. I guarantee it. Uh, he put his lips on me. That's what she's going to say. Yeah, but I could do that... I do that in my fighting class all the time. I just put my lip. That's a way more sexual experience to me. Sometimes I have to pause. It's been recording, yeah. For <laughs> how long? Well, it was recording before we started that tirade, but then I went and, and deleted that one. So now it's just recorded the... I think we started with the I don't do anything. I don't talk to her outside of the basement. Well, we didn't say her name and she lucky. She lucky. You did say you wanted her to die. Well, she's the fucking tramp, slut. Yes, you're right. And you're just like, she uses you, and you acknowledge that she uses you, and then you went and did this. That was just stupid. Well, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not doing anything to me. It was uncomfortable in the moment, but and now it's done. you said before, you didn't want to do it. No. But you did it, Blanche! You <laughs> did it! Yeah. That is how, never mind. I'll talk to you when we're not recording. Were you going to say that's how uh, I could lose my virginity? Is that no, that's actually not what I was going to say. Oh. STDs? No. I'm not, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Jesus. Sorry. Be professional. It's the only time a part of my body touched her you body. You probably already lost your virginity to her. <laughs> no? No. No? No, Jesus you, Christ. Your no. hymen's intact? My hymen's perfectly fine, untouched, and unruptured, except by my hands. I have not touched my own hymen. I also don't have one. Anyways, how do Hymen you... is for virginity. Right. Sluts. Anyway. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Pen Pals Podcast. I'm, I'm well, your... you're tongue-tied. Yeah, I'm your pen pal <laughs> egg. Uh-huh. And that's this good old Jess over here. Mm-hmm. A little upset with me, I see. I'm not upset. Yeah? I'm disappointed. All right, that's fair. It, what was I supposed let's to conti- do? Let's just, they don't want to hear this. Let's cut to the chase. Uh, I'm back from Tennessee. We got everything. Should be uploaded. No. Finally. You didn't upload that second BB podcast. That was it. Forgot that one. <laughs> and episode two is still missing. <laughs> The lost episode that's not lost, but it hasn't appeared in months. Uh, <laughs> hasn't, yeah, hasn't appeared at all. Yeah, because it doesn't exist. I think you lost it. I did lose to, it. Then it needs to get uploaded today. Today? You don't work at The Will, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That was a good cover-up. It's fine. Uh, fine, I'll put it up. What do you got tonight? Your fighting glass? Yeah, I do. You can upload it before you leave. You're right. And you will, Blanche. Even if you don't want to, because apparently you're fine with doing things you don't want to do when other people (laughs) tell you to do them, so I'm telling you. It's a party situation. Everyone's having to... I'm like, You weren't, though, clearly. Anyway, let's get off of this. That was just the one bad time. Let's get off of this. Let's get off. Let's hop off of this sweet carnival ride. Jesus. He's a good guy. We're back. I'm back in, in good old Wisconsin. Wisco. Good old Wisco. Uh, Tennessee was fine. Uh, I have family down there. Yeah. Yeah, we are setting up a trailer house the entire time. It sounds like a chore. It was. My grandfather, massive, massive doo-doo man. It was not fun. Yelled at my mom a lot. About what? Well, like, 
They want us to bring down a grill and some brats for frying up. But did they not have brats in Tennessee? Well, that's what we assumed, or they didn't have the genuine, authentic brats that we had. So we brought brought down a package of something good, and we were frying them up for him. And he was like, "Well, I want, I want some handmade brats. I could have just gotten these here." I'm like, well, you didn't say you wanted some freaking handmade brats. I feel Papa. like it would have been implied. Well, we got him like good stuff. We got him like stuff that you could get up here. That's good. He's just ungrateful. Ungrateful. And a jerk flipped my dad off a lot. Why? Made my dad mad. Because, like, we were putting stairs on, and my dad would, like, give suggestions and give suggestions for the house that my parents are going to use as a vacation home that they will own. And my grandfather would be like, Frickin', I've made three houses and 15 garages, and you think you're going to tell me what to do? And he's like, no, it's just a suggestion. He's like, Frick you! Except I used the real word. Oh. I'm just censoring myself. Sounds like it was not a good time. No. But I'm back now. That's the good part. I got some tasty pizza. I got to ride some choice roads down there in Tennessee. Oh. And yeah. So now I'm back. What have you been up to in these ten days? Work. Uh-huh. Reading. Yeah? And I was in a... I, I'm coming out of a depression spell, so that's good. Right. I took a lot of depression naps, just for sillies. Oh, naps. Yeah. I thought you said apps, and I was no. confused. Yeah? No. But now you're starting to come out. You yeah. look fine. Better, at least. You haven't seen me in three weeks. That's true. But you sound better. You haven't talked to me in three weeks. I've talked to you over Snapchat. But you didn't, I guess. But not, like, physically. No. We have not gotten physical in a while. No. I missed him, but he didn't miss me. I missed you? What? He said, oh, well, glad I was wishing you would be dead. That's the first thing he it's said to me I when he got in. He said, oh, you're still alive. It's not what I, I said. I said, yeah. He's like, well, that's a disappointment. I said, oh, wow. I, s- I did <laughs> say something similar to that like a year ago when we weren't friends, really. What? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, because I thought it would be funny. was not funny. It was almost two years ago. Yeah, jeez. Time flies when you've got killer best friend like you uh, that sounded forced <laughs> not forced I'm just in an awkward mood why today oh. something just hanging out with people I don't like me no you just said you're hanging out with people you don't like no I, I meant like past tense like oh like on Sunday yeah man I hope no one from high school discovers Whose fault this podcast is that? why let them know <laughs> No. Their heads are so far up their own asses, they wouldn't even know you're talking about them I'd anyway. I like, like, 70% of the people who were there. And I didn't that wanna, seems like a high number. I didn't want to kill the vibe. Well, a few people didn't show up, and I was like, yes. Okay. Anyways, we read some books. Yeah! You read Tales I of fi- the Well, I finished Warcross. Ooh! And then I read Tales of the Madman Underground. And then I... Then I read My Friend Dahmer. Oh, okay. And now I'm reading uh, a book called Blackfish City. Oh, what's that about? I'll explain later. Ooh, some mystery. Yep, I read uh, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Really good. Did you read it? Good book. Yes, I read it. Oh, yeah, I... it, was your, it was the book you, you gave to me to read. Why yeah. wouldn't I read it? Huh? It was good. You had less time to read this year. 
I did. I, I only got through two books on my vacation, uh, Jurassic Park and then a book called G Gangsterland by some dude whose name escapes me at the moment. It was real good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these books. Let's dive into it. You want to do with, every other? Yeah, I'll go with Warcross first. Okay. So I read Warcross by Marie Lu. It took me months to read just because it wasn't a long read. It was really easy to read, but I was busy. Right. But then I was working in Fox Lake, and it was slow, and I was able to read some of the books. Good. So I That's read... an awesome job that, like, oh, nothing's going on. Just read. Yeah. So I read Warcross, <laughs> which is about this girl named Annika Chen. Ooh. And she was Annika Chen, in case you couldn't hear lives in um, New York City. Mm. But there's this game called Warcross. It's a massive online multiplayer, and it's, like, you all connect to it. And, like, you play in the game. It's kind of like Ready Player One. Right. Mixed with the Hunger Games, but Ooh. less death. Oh. But anyway, she's a hacker, and she ends up... There's this Warcross championship that happens every year. And Warcross is fairly new. It's, like, six years old that the championship's going on. But she hacks into the opening ceremony by accident. Everyone sees her. And then, instead of getting arrested, she gets flown to Tokyo, requested by Hadayo, who's the guy who created the game. He's 21, Ooh. she's 18. Ooh. And she's an orphan. Aww. And, um, yeah, he wants her to spy on the war games because he thinks there's a hacker in there that's trying to, trying to take some people the F out. Oh, no. Like in real life? Like, he thinks they're trying to do something in the game. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so she gets drafted in the Warcross draft, which is, like, the teams. Mm-hmm. And she becomes a Phoenix Rider. Ooh. And anyway, so she's got to, like, undig what's going on and who's hacking the game. And there's other people that are working, too, other bounty hunters, but she doesn't know who it is. Mm. And if she can figure it out, she can get $10 million, and that's a lot of money, and she mm. needs it. But, of course, she falls in love. Uh, with him ooh. and things happen and it's the ooh. next book comes out in September like they get married and have kids hmm? do they buy a house together well like he almost gets assassinated ooh. but she saved him and he's all like thanks and he's like I did this because my brother got kidnapped did Warcross because anyway, his brother there's got a, there's, a, there's a spoiler alert coming up so okay, maybe for the next 30 seconds if you don't want to know what happens Close skip. your ears. Close or it. Skip ahead a minute. A minute. So anyway, she's just like, oh, I love you. I love you. Ooh. And then, like, he tells her how his brother got kidnapped when he was nine, and that's why he made Warcross. That's and, a very poor time to tell yeah. someone when your brother got kidnapped. Right. So she has to find this hacker, Zero, who tried killing Hadayo. Mm. And, um,. Hadayo released these contact lenses where you can, instead of wearing the glasses, you wear the contact lenses. And you just go around and enjoy, you know, you can enter Warcross. And they were free. And so she thinks people are trying to kill him because corp she thinks corporate people are trying to kill him because he's oh. giving stuff away from free. Well, she gets into the Warcross championship and finds, she hacks her way into it. And then she finds Zero and she stops him from destroying Warcross. Only to turn out that he was trying to save everyone because Hadayo put a hack in the Warcross Championship so everyone wearing those contact lenses, he can control them and prevent them from doing anything bad to avenge his brother. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like mind control. 
And she's like, what did you do? He's like, I did this for you. She's like, I will destroy you. Oh, shit. And oh, sorry, it's just something words. else. That's wild. And then she meets Zero, one. which is his brother. What? Well, which is a huge plot hole. I'm like, you knew your brother was doing this because you were kidnapped. Maybe you'd be like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm here. <laughs> you know, maybe. Right. Like, Zero, you're trying to stop this. You could probably just be like, hey. Hey, I'm okay. Uh, we're, we're all chill here. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I was just getting some. I was just getting some ice cream with my bros, dude. No, Chill yeah. out. So, now wild card is the next one. It's a duology, so there's only going to be two. I'm down with that. Like, if you can wrap the story up in that time, do it. Don't be like Lish McBride with a yeah. necromancer. Lish, please. Anyway, Lish, you know, you, you know, you're my Lish. girl. You always beg for Lish. It's so. It's such a good book series, and I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah, one of the gripes I had with uh, Warcross was it was first person, present tense, and but they didn't stay in that. The writer would kind of leave it a little bit without realizing it and then go... Tense? Yeah. Leave tenses? Yeah. Oh, no. And it's like, come on. It was predictable, but I would give it... I think I gave it... I would give it like three and a half out of five stars. Okay. It wasn't... Eh. I'm sure there'll be a movie about it one day. Yeah? I mean, I don't know. It was all right. Nice. The color was per- the cover was pretty, I guess. The cover was pretty when I saw it. Mm. And it's cool. I think like stories involving video games are something we'll see more often. Yeah. In the future. Ready Player One comes out today on DVD. Oh, nice! It was a decent movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, and Warcross is about. 350 pages, and it's a smaller book, like, size-wise, so it's really not hard to read. Oh, good. I feel like it's an accessible story, especially for, like, a young teen market. Right. Or anyone who's into gaming and stuff. Yeah, so it was good. Nice. So, Gangsterland, let me give this quick rundown here. It's about this hitman named Sal Capertini, uh, Italian, you know, my brother, and, um... You're only half Italian. Well, and my maybe half less brother. because I have a feeling it's not full half. Why? Because like, you refuse to do I'm not 23 and Me. Because I don't want them to clone. They're not gonna clone 23 you. 23 and Me is so I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Whatever. That's fine. Anyways, Sal, he's a hitman for a mob. One day he finds out that like the FBI is trying to do the sting on him, so he kills four FBI agents, and then the family's like, well. You messed up real good, Sal. We should kill you, but we're going to send you to Las Vegas. And then he goes to Las Vegas, and he gets his face all redone, and everything He's put up in a nice house. Turns out, the guy who's working for him over there, a different mob boss, wants him to be, like, the rabbi for this Jewish... What's a Jewish? Temple? Mm-hmm. For this temple, so that he can, like... He... He... It's a way for them to get rid of bodies that the mob sends in. So the mob would send him bodies. They'd bury them in, like, the Jewish cemetery over there. And Sal is doing these, like, funerals and keeping yeah. it under wraps. And while he's there, he has to, like, deal with uh, keeping his identity a secret and killing people who know who he is. There's a lot of people getting got. And while that's going on, this FBI agent, Jeff Hopper, who's responsible for those four dudes getting killed by Sal, is trying to find Sal. 
and figure out where he is. And yeah, it's pretty hot. At the end, should I give? No, it's pretty predictable. At the end, Jeff finds Sal, and then Sal kills him. Kills Jeff? Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Because isn't Jeff like one of the main characters? Yeah. He's like the second main character. That's sad. Yeah. And like, I don't know. The the writer did a really good job of like, you want Sal to succeed, because Sal's not a bad guy. Right. He just kills people for a living, and Sal's a wife and kid. Uh, but like, Jeff's not a bad guy, and he's doing the right thing, you know? You should hunt down people who like, murder for a living, but then he dies. It's sad. Uh, yeah. It was o- It was an okay book. It's- It's built a lot on, like, characters, and, like, it's very character-driven. The plot is pretty predictable. Kind of boring. Sal just, like, kills Jeff, and then is like, well, I guess I'm working for this guy over here at Las Vegas. And that's it. He doesn't get his kids back. He doesn't get his family back from Chicago. It's just, like, someday I'll get you. Here's some money. Bye. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. How many pages was it? I think it was only like 300, 400 maybe. Mm. It's not a, it's like a decent chunk, but it's not huge or anything. Yeah. I recommend it. Especially if you like mafia tales and are Jewish. I'm neither. Yeah. You could be. What do you mean? Well, you could be Jewish. No. I couldn't. It's a religion. Well, yeah, but you, religions change, you know. But I'm not Jewish. Yeah, but you could become Jewish, is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not going to be. Alright, I'm not saying that. It's like, it's not out of the realm. Mm-hmm. I had a friend make me a yarmulke once. Did you wear it? Yeah, a few times. It must have been a big yarmulke. It was big. Cause it was head. big and it fit my misshapen head, yeah. <laughs> like Megamind over here. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's got a fine shape. Thank you. I try. I've been working my head out to slim it down. So then I read this one book called My Friend Dahmer. Yeah. By Durf. Durf Backdurf. Durf Backdorf? His name is not Durf. But that's what he uses. Oh, okay. It's a graphic novel, actually. Oh, nice. You should read it. I think I will. It's about uh, Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, it's about Jeffrey Dahmer being a teenager in Ohio. He was born in Wisconsin, moved to Ohio. Hmm. And then how he was kind of a social outcast, but kind of became friends with this backdurf guy for a little bit by acting weird and being weird. And it's just kind of like, yeah. Man. That... And it ends up with him being... Um, it ends up with him graduating and picking up this hitchhiker that was never seen again. Hmm. But no, he actually met him, and like he was friends with him in real life. Wow. Um, they went to high school together, and he's writing about what it was like being his friend. That? It's about 224 that's pages. That's a really cool point of view. Yeah, and there's a movie out called My Friend Dahmer. Nice. Have you seen the movie? Out. Yeah, I saw the movie before I read the book, actually. I saw the movie a couple days ago. Only about, I read this book in like 35 minutes. Right. Well, graphic novels, you can kind of breeze through. But Thank yeah, you. the movie's got... Um, Ross Lynch as Jeffrey Dahmer. Who's that? Uh, he was in Austin and Alley. He was Austin. Now he's a serial killer. Go him. You see his brown eye. Ooh. You don't. You Aww. see his butt though, but not his brown eye. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't mind getting teased once in a while. 
You see him jack off too, but you don't see the peen. Alright, I don't need. But it was the acting in the movie was pretty good. Not good. Um, the kid uh, Alex Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band plays his friend. Mm. He was also in the Jumanji movie, the new one. He was the nerd kid. Oh yeah, he was also um in Patriots Day. He was the younger brother. Yeah, the little terrorist. Really good in that movie. That's a solid movie. Yeah. But no, it's really weird. This book, it's eerie. Yeah, and because we grew, like you know, this happened around here. He murdered all those gay men in Milwaukee. Yeah. Wisconsin has the in most nineteen ninety ter- between. He committed his first murder in nineteen seventy eight, and then he was arrested in nineteen ninety one. So mm. before I was even born. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, Wisconsin has. A lot of the most famous serial killers, don't we? Ed Gein, Isabella, Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery was one. Right. One the guy. The guy who uh, was the making a murderer. Stephen yep, Avery. Yep. Um, Fun fact: He is in the prison across the street from the library that I work at. Well, Steve Avery. I've seen his um, parents. I've actually conversated. With, well, I didn't conversate with them. She kept yelling at me, "No cameras! No cameras!" Like I don't got a camera. I was just sitting in the parking lot. Right. You yeah. worked there. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess she has a reason, <laughs> right? You're like, there probably what? are a lot of a lot of cameras, and that would get really tiring after that a while. That documentary, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't. Se- I've seen an episode or two. It's. It does a good job of making you think he's innocent. Mm. There's a lot of gaslighting. What's that mean? Like, it just, like, gives you the details of what they want you to know. And, like, oh. And discredits the other side, but without showing the full effect of the other side. Okay, gotcha. So I was like, pretty sneaky, sis. Mm. So now coming away with that, what do you... I know this is what everybody says after someone watches Making a Murderer, but, like, you seem to have done some research on the other side as well. And what I think he did it. Ooh. I do think he did it. Do you think he did it, but he was... The way he was convicted was... Well, I don't think Manitowoc County was, like, a saint. I think they did plant evidence. I still think he did it. I don't know that the nephew had anything to do with it. Mm. But it was interesting. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that, sir. Thank you. It was just weird. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch this show. It's on Netflix. Um, The other book I watched was Jurassic Park. You watched it. Sorry. Red. I watched it with my eyes while conveying the... Uh, it was Jurassic Park. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. We did an Arthur Spotlight on him. Yeah. Good old Mike. Um, it was really good. It's always weird, I think, when you're, like, so familiar with a movie and then you go back and read what it's from mm-hmm. or stuff. Like, Wicked was like that for me. That's a musical, but still. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't need to run over the synopsis. Yeah, you should. You should, like, run over your thoughts on it more okay. in depth. My thoughts. Because it's quite different from the movie. Yeah, it really is. Different people die in the movie that don't die in the book, and different people die in the book that don't die in the movie. Like, in the movie, the grandpa's like this, oh, he wants to have fun. In the he's book, a he's a, an asshole. You know what? I liked 
that reminded me of Frankenstein a lot, and I really appreciated the idea of like playing playing God, kind of, and creating life, and then the way he dies, where it's like, kind not his fault, but it don't kind the of little is compies eat him? Yeah. Which is but awesome. even then, when he was like wandering out, he heard the kids over the intercom, his grandkids. He's like those little shits or whatever. <laughs> he didn't like them. No, <laughs> they're like an annoying distraction. Yeah, him. John Hanman was completely different in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I get the change, I guess, because seeing, I feel like it would have been very harsh for audiences to see like his old elderly grandfather like being an ass to his kids. <laughs> but ah, oh, man. It's a cool dynamic in the book. I like that Grant likes kids from the beginning. Really? I feel like that's a good... I liked it. I thought that was a good change. And then I also like that the the lawyer's not uh, a jerk. And he's like buff. Yeah. And he he's actually survives. And he's pretty... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Not all lawyers have to be little pencil pushing. He was like buff and he like... He's, he survived, didn't he? He did the thing. Yes, yes, he survives. Ian Malcolm did not survive initially, and then when he wrote Lost World, he brought Ian Malcolm back. You know what? That's my big problem with Michael Crichton. Stick to your guns. <laughs> Stick to your it's guns. It's because Jeff Goldblum did so well, because this book came out in 1990, the movie in 93. They're like, write another book, so he wrote another book in 95, and Jeff Goldblum did so well in the movie that everyone's like, we want Ian Malcolm in the new book. So they made him in the new book. It's hard to argue against Jeff Goldblum. To be fair, well, and then in the second book, they kill off the lawyer in like the first page. Like he died of dysentery when he was in Mexico. Come on, show <laughs> some respect. Show some gosh darn respect. Uh, Lex is a lot different in the movie than in the book. In the movie, she's the older sibling and the computer hacker. In the book, she's none of that. She's yeah, the younger she's sibling, pretty... and not, and Tim's still Tim's the hacker, and she's just useless yeah. essentially. She's kind of just there. Yeah. It's weird how some characters are like that. Like, what's the thought process behind, like... No, we should have two two kids there. Like, why? What's the point? Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were better balanced in the movie. Like, yeah. Tim being into the dinosaurs and and stuff, but her being the computer hacker. That way they both have, like, a reason right. for being there. Yeah. And then the character that stays closest to form in the movie and the book is probably Ellie. Mm-hmm. She doesn't change a whole lot. Yeah. And she survives both of them. Mm-hmm. Comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not on top, but... Right. She survives. Whichever way she wants to come out, she'll, yeah. she came out. There's a lot of science in the book. Right. Like, it goes into great which detail, is, which is cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. I like science fiction books that, <laughs> like, try to right. make it yeah, sound yeah. believable. Because... Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a... Like, if you're in a world where... You can mash together the genes of multiple animals to create a new hybrid pig. Like, make it make it sound like people accept that as science in the world. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is... So you like Jurassic Park. What would you give it? How many stars? I'd give it a four. What did you give Gangsterland? Gangsterland 3. The ending was just a, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. See, I gave... I gave Warcross a three and a half. I'd give Jeffrey, my friend Dahmer, like a four. Yeah? It's good. It's hard to get a five. So what did, did Jackie see you reading Jurassic Park? Was she like, oh, what you reading? Yeah. She was like, oh, Jurassic Park. I was like, yeah. I was like, it's yeah. a good movie. Yes, like, yeah. clean. <laughs> ah, 
Slay Queen. Queen. <laughs> you know. it reminds me of the new Jumanji movie now. Every time Queen. Slay yeah. Queen. Yeah. Jack Black is back. Yeah. You said you have a game for us. I also have one more buck. Oh, I did sorry, a little more sorry. reading than you did. To be fair, one was a graphic novel and one I was already like almost done with. No, it's okay. <laughs> Go straight for the heart, I guess. Well, first of all, your book got changed. Because somebody at work thought it was a donation. Oh, no. So they took off the label. Oh, that's a good idea. And they took off the front. And they put this on there, whatever this is. So it's basically the same. It just doesn't have the label. Now my high school can't track me down right. and demand the book back. They, they can. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was like, where's this book? They're like, oh, I put it in the file room. I donated it. I was like, nah, 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 nah. So I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was Tales of the Madman Underground. Johnny Barnes. John Barnes. You don't know him. Sorry. He maybe would not like to be called that. You're right. So this book is 532 pages. It's a bigger one, and I'm sorry about that. I mean, I read it. I'm capable of reading fast. Right, also, it's like, yeah. The nice thick. It's a hardcover, so you whoop some booty. He's no, doing it now. Egg stole this from his high school. Yeah. It was that good. What'd you think? Uh, wait, you you like stole it on purpose? It wasn't yeah. like I'm gonna like I forgot to give this back. Well, it kind of was, and then like I thought, oh, Other I forgot you, to give. In the... my school, if you had an overdue book that wasn't turned in, then like, you graduated. Well, here's the thing: I took it and just walked out the door. So you did steal it. <laughs> well, yeah, with the intention of putting it back one day. Why didn't you check it out? I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> I didn't like the librarians. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, <laughs> we I probably shouldn't tell I, that story. I know, story. but I don't blame you for that. Uh, we'll have to do a podcast after dark and tell that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I read this book. It's called Tales of the Madman Underground. Mm-hmm. It stars Carl um, Shoemaker, mm. Schumacher, whatever. And he lives in Lightsburg, Ohio, in the year of 1973. Free love, Vietnam, all that. Anyway, he's like low income, but not low income. Like, I didn't get his living situation. I think he's low income and he just works a lot. He works a lot, but I feel like they they were well off before his dad died. Yes. And the house was paid off, and the house was nice until the mom became an alcoholic and like let the cat shit all over the house. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so he has to go to group therapy every year in school, every Monday, and that's called the Madman Underground. Right. And all his friends are in there. Um, I don't think I can name them all. No, Sher- that's Cheryl, I can't. Darla, Bonnie, oh, shit. Squid, Danny, Paul, and then Marty. She comes in, Marty. Okay, yeah, that's the new one. Yeah. Who, for some reason, I pictured as, like, a giraffe-type person. Okay. And then there's... His friend, who's very talented. And homosexual. And homosexual. Paul. Paul. That's a significant character trait, so don't get mad because at us. Because you don't know if he's homosexual or not, but you know he goes cruising and does things to men. Right. In Toledo, because they talk about that right. a lot. I'm just saying, the people on the internet saying, oh, why is it? Why does it matter that he's homosexual? It's actually really important to the story, so get the fudge out. And then there's Squid, who's Hispanic. That's right. Then there's He's the, the football player, the cheerleader that gets sexually Cheryl assaulted by right. her grandpa. Right. I thought those two were really nice together. But she doesn't actually. care about her grandpa. 
No, not her and her grandpa. Like her and like the she doesn't character. care about her grandpa sexually assaulting her. She's more upset that he does it to her little sister. Right. And then there's the cra- really crazy kill a cat and you can have sex with me. One. Darla, who Darla. talks to Mr. Babbitt, whatever, the little rabbit dude she pulls out of her purse and oh, talks yeah. to. Yeah, she was weird. <laughs> she had a lot of it. She was the craziest one, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She was crazy, but there was times where she was talking. I was like, this, this bitch isn't so crazy. Right. But now she's crazy. And then there's that football player, farm boy, who, by the way, I was upset when I was reading the book. He always wore his FFA jacket. Yeah. The corduroy blue. Uh-huh. Well, I was an FFA. You don't do that. You don't wear that unless you're in official dress, which includes... Oh, really? Dress shoes, black socks, black slacks, white button-up shirt, the tie... Then the jacket with the tallywhacker tucked in. You don't just wear that as your regular jacket. Hmm. That is a that. violation. I was screaming. I was like, what are you doing? When you, you plan to be a teacher, can you be involved with FFA if you're not? Uh, no. Like, I can't be the advisor. That would, you wouldn't need an egg degree. Um. Okay. I could, like, if I could help with, like, if I wanted to. Would you want to? It depends where I'm teaching. Gotcha. And if I, de- it depends on the school. Cool. What'd you think? I liked it. It's set up in the six parts. It take, I like how it. it's just like, it doesn't really, it goes into the past and stuff, but it's also just, it takes place on six days. It's six days. It's September 3rd through the 10th, or no, the 5th through the 11th mm-hmm. of 1973. I thought that was cool. It talks about, you know, it goes through each day and all his jobs and his friends and dealing with his alcoholic mom. Really busy. I forgot that it was just six days. That's a lot of stuff to cram into six days. I know. Well, he has like a thousand jobs. Yeah. Well, like, and even all that happens with, like, the guy who comes into his mom's life and, like, the teacher and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. The... The teacher that was a Vietnam vet, and he's a hard ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he's actually nice. Well, at the end. Yeah. The mom's an alcoholic. I did not like the mom. I get no. it. She's got a disease. She's an alcoholic. But she's an awful... She's an... Like... She was stuff. Good. Stuff like that is a reason why you're crappy. It's not an excuse to be crappy She was the child. Me. Like She was mostly good to her son. But she was the child, and he yeah. had to take care of her. It's not fair to your kid. Yeah. Just, they have a bunch of cats, and then cats are getting killed. That was a little. A little well, sad. he's not killing. They're they're just dying. Naturally. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. The raccoons killing the cats, but then he's talking to Darla. She's like, "I know you're killing those cats. Everyone sees." So I was like, "Wait, was he the one killing the cats?" And he was blacking out. The author did a good job of convincing you of maybe that was what was oh. happening. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And the mom's like, "Oh, I saw you take care of ball. I knew you're gonna kill him." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's killing the cats." But he wasn't. No. Yeah. He did kill that rabbit. When he was younger. He did kill that rabbit, didn't he? The Mexican boy's rabbit. Now they're friends. <laughs> now they're buds. But I was like... That was a fun little... I was like, what's going on? And that's, then, I feel like that's the first time his mom's actually cared about him, though, was when she was worried he was going to be a serial killer because he's killing these cats. I was just like, what is going on? And then, like, when she said, if you kill a cat in front of me, I'll have sex with you. And then he takes the cat to go kill it in front of her so they can have sex. The one cat he likes. Yeah, but I knew he wasn't going to kill the cat because he said that he doesn't lose his virginity until ten years after he's a senior. He mentioned that very briefly in the beginning. Ooh, I forgot about that. He was talking about that guy that killed, or that always talked about losing his virginity all the time. Mm. Yeah. 
I didn't like the mom's boyfriend, Neil. The new one? No, I like the new one. At the end, he's actually trying to get, you know, stuff done. Right, yeah. No, the mom's boyfriend, like, at the beginning is a big jerk. Yeah, and they were, and I just, every time I thought about them crawling around looking for his money jars, I'm like, you're just, a, you're terrible. Terrible. Right, that's like in the first chapter, isn't it? It's all throughout like the he, book. He wakes up and checks the money jar right yeah. away. And then, yeah, I thought it was good. It's a little heavy. I would give it four out of five. Yeah, that's It's fair. a little heavy. It wasn't as heavy as I thought it would get. Oh, okay. Like, somebody that was like, this book is hilarious, and then sad, that just plain scary, but then it all gets resolved. I was like, I don't think I was ever scared. No. Not really. No. Not unless you identify as a cat. So. Uh, yeah. Cool. That was a nice book. Yeah, I appreciate you reading I'm sorry it. sorry it got damaged. Well, it didn't really get damaged. It's not that. Really, you just covered my tracks. So <laughs> I thank you for that. I didn't do it. <laughs> An associate of yours. I forgot to bring Jurassic Park Of course on. you did. Collateral. You can keep Tales of the Madman Underground until I bring back Jurassic Park. Yeah. Nice. Do you want to play a game real quick, or? I got a game. All right. I got a game. Yeah. Yeah. We got. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't have to right. stop at 45. But. So this game, I'm gonna read some things. I wrote down some things. Okay. Synopsises to movies, books, and TV shows, but maybe not. You have to tell me if it's real or not. Oh snap! Okay. If I'm making it up or not. This is a good game. All right. All right. So you gotta tell me if it's real or not. Okay. All right. So let me get to my. Right. Notes. Yes. Hold on. I'll I'll do like a tight five, stand up comedy thing. Hey, you know when you're trying to wake up and then somebody comes in and they spook you real good. All right. Enough. All right. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. The first one is. All right. A girl named Sarah witnesses her baby sister get kidnapped by a guy who is riding on a cloud. She follows them, sneaks on the cloud, and ends up in a kingdom where she has to find her little sister. A kingdom in the clouds. Not real. Not real. I made that up. Whew. I made that up. I was trying to I was trying to see if there was any mythological connections in there. I couldn't, so that was my, that's how I decided. Adolf Hitler wakes up to find himself in the 21st century with no memory of anything <laughs> after 1945. He ends up becoming a famous comedian and YouTube star. Real. Yeah. It's a book called Look Who's Back. It was Look written, Who's Back! It was written in 2011, and Hitler unexplicably wakes up in 2011 and doesn't know what's happening. Who wrote that wonderful little tale? I don't know that it was anyone that really popular. Probably not. They wrote a book about Hitler. There's a movie about it too now. They made a movie. What? Yeah. I'm going to read the book. I heard it's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. My body. My body is erratic. All right. Um, let's see. All right. We'll do this one. Okay. Um, a guy named Gary has to try to save as many people as he can every day because he knows what's going to happen. He knows disasters that are coming up and murders because he gets the newspaper a day early. Like he gets <laughs> Was it a question? <laughs> like he gets the news- a day early? Like he gets the newspaper a day ahead of time. So like he would get tomorrow's newspaper today. So he tries to save people. Real. Yep. It was a TV show called New Edition or Early Edition. Oh, okay. 
I thought it was the TV show Gary Saves the World or something. Nope. It's early edition. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad idea. No. Yeah. Early, yeah. Early, early edition. Early edition. All right. Um, let's see. A group of kids are going to lose their home. So they go on a treasure hunt to a pirate ship to try to find stuff to save their house. Uh, that's the Goonies, that's isn't it? That's the Goonies. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. Okay. Was that a test to see if we would still be friends? If I got that <laughs> if wrong? If you got that wrong, I would have laughed. That was the Goonies. The pi- You game very specific that they're looking for a pirate ship oh. almost threw me. Because hmm. I don't know the Goonies that well, to be honest with you. What? I don't know the Goonies that well, to be honest with you. I know they're going on a treasure hunt, and one's Asian, and he's got a lot of gizmos. Not the, not the, not not the. Gremlin. Huh. I think that's what they're called. Um. Gremlin, what? Gizmo the Gremlin. Gremlin's, gizmo was a Mogwai. Sorry. And your cat. First of all, you son of a bitch. Um. Alright, um, a Native American man solves crimes by entering the spirit world and um, solves murders and stuff with help through his ancestors in the spirit realm. Dang, that sounds... This is a very good borderline one. Fake. Yep, that's fake. <sighs> that was... I can see that so clearly as that being like a real thing. Yeah. That was very good. Are you ready? Yeah. Last one. Okay. A man um, watches as his wife is murdered, and his son is uh, kidnapped, and his son is physically disabled, and he has to um, chase after the kidnapper for thousands of miles, and the only person who can help him is a mentally disabled woman. How is she mentally disabled? Does it say? That's all I'm telling you. Oh, it's Nemo. It's Finding Nemo. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> that, oh, you almost got me. Yeah, finding you. That's You're it. very sneaky you with how you good. get very specific. I found that on the internet. I thought I'd throw that one in there. That'd be nice. a fun one. That was fun. We should do this again sometime. <laughs> Did you get an <laughs> author spotlight today? I do. If I can find my phone real quick. I can, I'm going to shove. I'm going to do a tight three-minute author spotlight here. i got to talk about the book I'm reading as well. Oh, crap. Okay. We can go over a little bit. We've had some where we went under. I don't care. That's true. Okay. Um, let me just... You want that sush. I'm so... We're getting some sush today. It's been hyped up since I was many miles away in the ton of seas. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, maybe. On your way back. Yeah. That was it. Kentucky. I was at work the other day. How's the Toyota factory, by the way? (laughs) We showed up. And the tours were all booked up until next month. Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that laugh was. <laughs> Take that, Mike. He's probably like, oh, shucks. Oh, uh, little sticks. Really? <laughs> <Toyota>. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't kill a family before and take your spot. Jeez. Uh, okay. Author Spotlight. Um, I was gonna do one, but that would take a, a a bit. Like we would have to we would have to plan for it, so I'm not gonna do it. An author spotlight? Yeah, well, a writer spotlight. 
Cool. It was, I was going to do Stephen Sondheim. Let my he's wrote like a ton of musicals. Oh, okay. But no, I'll, I'll forget that because I'm too much of a nerd, and would just go off hardcore. Um, you know what? I'll just do William Shakespeare. How about that? Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. So William Shakespeare. Let me bring up his bio real quick. I was opening the door for it. Right. No, sorry. I thought it was a, a rando. He was born in April... No, wait. He died in April 23rd, 1616. My guess is, like... My thing is, like, who knows that for sure? Right? I've heard theories that William Shakespeare was a group of people. I can see that, too. Yeah. Can we talk about just William Shakespeare conspiracy? William Shakespeare, uh, probably the most famous playwright in all of history. He wrote Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Macbeth. King Lear. King Lear. All's well that ends well. Um, uh, Louis, much to do about nothing. Did much, he write a Midsummer Night's Dream? He sure did. Can we, I just want to talk. I just want to list Henry, the random number, Julius Caesar. So many. Yeah. Uh, um, All's well that ends well. Already said that. He has written some. I would say the most famous quotes of all time. Uh. He was so popular, he had his own playhouse. Died when he was 52. Born 22nd of April, 26th of April, 1564. He died at Stratford-upon-Avon, Warwickshire, England. And I just wanted to say that name. That's not important in any way. I just thought it was a fun name to say. That's actually a very popular place. Oh, yeah? Yes. He was married to Anne Hathaway, so the immortal Anne lives on. Yeah, I just saw her in Ocean's 8. Yeah, she's still doing good. Well, she's had all those years to perfect yes. her craft. Shakespeare's one of those people that everyone's at least read one of his works. Mm-hmm. And all of his works are getting adapted into different movies, even whether you believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. They're adapted into different books, different plays. Yeah. It's like, w- 10 Things I Hate About You. Yep. Yep. That's she, uh, she's the Man. She's with the Amanda Man. Amanda Bynes. That was... Taming of the Shrew. Right? I don't know what it was, but... No, Taming of the Shrew is 10 Things I Hate About You. Gosh darn it, Joey. Uh, all the time. There, if you don't... If you think Shakespeare is too... Too old-schooly, too... The language would be hard to understand. Yeah. I would recommend looking at some adaptions like 10 Things I Hate About You or She's the Man or going to like some of the newer stuff like Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio which is like set in modern times yeah I read a book when my AP English class in high school called A Thousand Acres and it was King Lear but it was set in like the 1970s and it was three sisters fighting over their dad's farm it's pretty good yeah highly recommend it like he was really good I don't think that there's any way that you could do this on purpose, but he's really good at he's really good at writing stuff that like sticks. He could write tragedies and comedies. Yeah. Just do it all. Yeah. And he did everyone, so I've been told. He did the thing. He did the darn thing better than anybody else. I'm reading this book called Blackfish City. Mm -hmm. Blackfish City, bitch. Blackfish. Anyway, it's by Sam J. Miller. 
After the climate wars, a floating city is constructed in the Arctic Circle, a remarkable feat of mechanical and social engineering, complete with geothermal heating and sustainable energy. The city's denizens have become accustomed to a roughshod way of living. However, the city is starting to fray along the edges. Crime and corruption have set in. The contradictions of incredible wealth alongside direst poverty are spawning unrest, and a dangerous epidemic nicknamed the Breaks is spreading, ravaging the population when a strange new visitor arrives. A woman riding an orca with a polar bear at her side. The city is entranced. The orcamancer, as she's known, very subtly brings together four people, each living on the periphery, to stage unprecedented acts of resistance. By banding together to save their city before it crumbles under the weight of its own decay, they will learn shocking truths about themselves. Blackfish City is a remarkably urgent and ultimately very hopeful novel about political corruption, organized crime, technology run amok, gender identity, the consequences of climate change, and the unifying power of human connection. Dang, that's like a checklist of hot topics. Yeah, it's really good. It came out in April of this year. I'm only on page 70, but I read that in about a half hour, and I was intrigued. Each chapter, um, it's not numbered. It's just got the name of the person it's talking about, the four characters. It hops between them. And then some chapters are these podcasts. It's like a podcast, like about the city it's really cool one of the characters is a homosexual male nice and he is dealing with getting the breaks which is basically the AIDS epidemic and then there's a guy that's like a fighter he fights on the beams professionally yes and then there's his long lost sister who works for a moth or like a politician and then there's this person that works for um a like mob boss. Oh, cool. Sock works for a mob boss, and Sock is genderless. They were they use the they them pronoun. Okay. So I've never read a book that did that. Nice. That's pretty cool. Good for blacks. Si- they don't know. Si- they haven't like they interacted so far, but like you, they don't know each other yet. So like you read about, oh, this person ran past me and yelled the word f- or said get the f out of the way, and then later on in a different chapter it picks up right there from the other person. It's pretty cool. I'll let you know how that goes. I'm also going to read a book, or the comic book, The Runaways. That, I hear that's really good. And I have them at home. I'm going to read them. I got the first two volumes. And I have a TV show on Hulu about it. Could you maybe, like, pass swing those by me when yeah. you're done? Thank you. They're from the library, but I don't know. Oh, really? Lines. Well, yeah, or I could just get it from the library, too. They're written, there's a bunch of writers. One of them is Rainbow Rowell, who wrote Really? Fangirl Right? Yeah, and yeah. me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. I don't think that's who wrote that. Are you... Do we have to have a bet? Well, no. Because it, it's Jesse Andrews that wrote that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she wrote something else. I'm sure she did. <laughs> anyway, cool. yeah. Yeah, I plan on reading this book called It's Kind of a Funny Story. It's about a guy who... I saw the movie. Yeah. It's about a guy who gets checked into a psych ward. A teenager. Yeah, a teenager, because he freaked out because he had a lot of pressure, and how just dealing with that. And Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is in that movie? Uh Uh-huh. Is that the redhead from La La Land, or is that Hermione Granger? Neither. Oh, no. Emma Roberts. Emma Stone was in La La Land. Emma Watson was in, is Hermione Granger. Emma Roberts is in, like, Coven. She was oh Madison. right hotel for dogs. Yeah, I guess if you want to remember her for that. <laughs> Don Cheadle was in that movie. Oh, fine. Bye. So was, so was Peter. Bye. All right. Bye. How do you stop this darn thing?